0: good
1: morning san diego you're listening to garden talk here on kcbq and kprz i'm Ken anderson along with david ross mark mahady and george allman we're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden good morning morning fellas how are you good. Good. good morning i'm good
2: good morning
3: so it looks like it's going to be a nice day out last bit of day thin yeah. high clouds but we'll that'll be rain tomorrow maybe or something Tomorrow evening, I think, it? isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're saying maybe even some light sprinkles and drizzles as early as Sunday morning. No and then no. increasing as the day That's progresses. The day, man, huh? yeah. Anybody happen to catch the comet on their way in this morning? Did you see it? No. Oh, well, me ne- Okay, no. I tried, <laughs> I, tried, I tried to look, but I, I, I didn't have time but that, you were driving you, uh, to do it right. Aren't you driving so. the opposite direction? Isn't it in the eastern sky?
1: No, it's kind of in the northern sky. It's over by the... It's kind of between the... Uh, Big Dipper and the Little Dipper right now. Okay, I Supposedly. can always find the Big Dipper. I'll look. They say they say you can see it with the naked eye, which is unusual. Most of the time, you have to have
2: how How long is it going somewhere. to be visible? Um,
1: into February. Okay. I was just looking at it. The just saw a thing online about it the other day.
3: I, th- I think peak peak viewing is the first week of February. So we're not, not even right. there yet.
1: Yeah. So it'll be. I think it, the first week of February it will have exited the space between the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper and moved a little bit farther east at that point. So but might be worth taking a look if the if the weather clears up.
3: When? It will. When the weather clears up.
1: Well so and by the time it clears up then we'll since we're almost through with January, it'll be
3: just about the right time. And while we're talking about the weather and the rain, we're expecting another approximately half an inch of rain in most areas of the county to tomorrow from end this to one yeah oh well, they've they moved That's, it up it has then. increased yeah because yeah, it was a t- it was a, like a tenth of an inch over you know, the whole they're, thing they're upping it a little bit so f- four tenths along the coast up to an inch to the eastern inland valley wow, so i did not know that you can still leave your sprinklers off
1: yep. yeah I, I haven't turned mine back on yet it's been and i think it's been almost
3: two months since i've had my sprinklers on
2: so should so we be fertilizing oh definitely okay
3: unless you did last week or two weeks ago two
2: weeks ago id i won't be fertilizing and
3: this will probably even be a better storm for that because a half an inch of rain it <laughs> won't we'll wash it away, it wash wash it it away. away. Yes. right so good call george you're so wise and old <laughs> <laughs> i mean wise sorry um yeah that'd be a perfect time to do that
1: and we have garden classes coming up today and these are actual garden classes not the ones from for last this year, year. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh uh, let's see today uh, the 28th in San Diego at nine o'clock it's gonna be spring bulbs with Kathleen although I don't think the bulbs came in did they
3: negative That's ghost rider <laughs> so uh, wow not sure what we're what she's gonna talk about there but, well she can still talk about the bulbs yeah. and show pictures and some of them have come in in pots already so. That's going to be at
1: 9 o'clock in San Diego. Um, 9.30 in Poway is going to be um, How Orchids Rebloom and a book signing with uh, former employee Chuck McClung. So always an entertaining class. uh, And you get a chance to pick up a copy of his book if you would like. Um, Let's see. Next Saturday, the 4th, is um, in San Diego at 9 o'clock. Rose Care with... Beth Van Boxtel from the San Diego Rose Society, and at 9.30 in Poway, it's going to be uh,
3: Proteus with John Clements. Excuse me just a second. George, do you agree with the classes he's
1: just I'm as following he has... along, <laughs>
2: and I, I concur. Okay, you concur. thank you. <laughs> with a high degree of confidence. Confidence <laughs> is high.
1: Okay, and then on the 11th, it's going to be in San Diego, it's going to be Spring Garden Bed Prep with James, and at 9.30 in Poway, it's going to be uh, Spring vegetable gardens with Brigitte from San Diego Seed Company. I haven't seen her in ages.
2: And all of those classes are available to look at on our website under classes. Yeah, what uh, website the client, is that? The class listing. That is WalterAnderson.com, and that's Anderson S-E-N.
1: That is correct. Uh, yeah, there is a WalterAnderson.com that's spelled S-O-N. That a lot of that some stuff of ours gets forwarded yeah. to yes. by mistake. Yes. I've never met the man, but he's very nice and forwards it to us and says, "This is for you." So. Yeah, I hadn't
3: heard from him for a long time, and then I got a couple of emails earlier. Or I guess it was late last year from him. Oh, really? Yeah, I said hi. Yeah. You know, I, good to hear from you. Um, we're having people that are cannot wait for vegetable time and classes to get their beds prepped. Uh, you know, we're talking about the classes; they want their tomatoes now. Yeah, well, I believe it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, you know, this past week it, it, the weather was. It just made you want to be outside and working in the garden, and we had a lot of folks that were perusing all the vegetables and asking if we had tomatoes and when will we be getting them because yes. they are ready. They're, they're, and and yesterday was a day like that. I, I would have spent the day in the garden had I not been at work. It was so pretty out.
1: It was a nice day yesterday. It I, was I, freezing in the building, but it was <laughs> nice outside. A, out in the, in the sun,
3: yes. I had a gentleman that wanted to get his tomatoes, and I suggested maybe it was he should wait a little bit, but he said he's going to put them in his greenhouse He's going to put them in larger pots and put them in his greenhouse, and then move them out when it's safe. Which that should be fine. I suggested that he also try at the time when he moves out his greenhouse-grown plants that he get a few f- new ones and then follow them through the Ro- season and see what the or, yeah. see what the greenhouse did for him if it did actually help him or not. Yeah, no, that's a good
1: that's a good point.
2: Uh, the scientific method.
1: Uh, let's see, there's a, uh, some good shows coming up in Balboa Park. Um, when it's open, uh, which <laughs> I'd never heard of that before. When what? giant eucalyptus trees aren't falling. Yeah, but they 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 close they close Balboa Park, they close Morley Field, they close Presidio Park. Um, for high winds, for, for those of not aware. On, the, on the on the windy on the right. windy day But I I don't ever remember that happening. No. So anyway, um, in Balboa Park this weekend, today and tomorrow, it's the. Uh, Orchid Society Winter Show and Sale, which should be a pretty spectacular show. Next weekend, the 3rd, 4th, and 5th, it's the Camellia Society Show and Sale. And the 10th, 11th, and 12th is the Cactus and Succulent Society Show and Sale. So if you're looking to get out into the park, uh, those are a couple of things that you might want to stop in and take a look at. And the Orchid Society Show and Sale is always a good one because... You're going to see stuff that's in bloom now that you won't see at the big show, which is usually in March, isn't it? March, yeah,
3: usually on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah.
1: So, uh, but yeah, that was it. That was interesting. I had not, I had not heard of. I, I, well, they said they said the last time they closed the park was about twenty years ago, but I don't remember that happening. Or do they I? They had a
2: yeah. tragically, a, a young girl was killed at the zoo, right out in front, probably about twenty years ago, with a eucalyptus branch that fell and hit her. Oh, that, and, maybe. And that. so they I'm sure, out of an abundance of caution, and when it gets severe, they're going to shut things to make it safe.
3: Did any of you see the pictures of the giant eucalyptus in Lakeside? I think it was that went over. No, they figured a hundred plus feet. And I was—it it did hit somebody's house and did some damage to it. But when I'm looking at trees that are going to come over, I'm not looking a hundred feet away to worry about those trees, which, yeah, which, yeah perhaps, perhaps yeah. you should.
1: I right. should. Yeah, well, you're
2: looking for that one that's right adjacent to the house. This one could be a problem. But
1: yeah, there yeah. was a huge, uh, huge pine tree over by Marston House went over too. Um, but you know, were, the combination of the high winds and the saturated the rain, soil. Yeah. yeah,
3: they were interviewing the the uh, arborist who was taking out the tree and he was talking about how much it was going to cost. And, and it was very expensive right now because demand is high, but he was saying, you know, if you can, the first to the job, will warrant whatever they can will be paid. And then he also mentioned insurance versus not, it was a very interesting what he was talking about on, on air about, if I can get there, it's going to cost you more. And if it's going to be insured, it might cost you more. It was weird. It just didn't sound like something that <laughs> no, I would say, even that course. I would say. Well, they were talking to somebody on
1: the news last night, and they said that there, there was a tree that, a tree that they had concerns about. So they called the, or they e-ma- or emailed or called the, the Get It Done app for the city of San Diego, and they went back the next day, and it said the case was closed. But they didn't do anything, and then the tree blew over in the storm. Oh, geez. So, so anyway, yeah, wow, yeah that was that was that was the windiest I think I've yeah seen it was, it, in, it. was crazy in a long time. I mean, it it was really really windy, at least out out in Poway. I don't know what it was like down in San Diego. It was well, impressive. it cleared
2: a lot of the debris out of your yard. And All that, the leaves are yeah, gone, true.
3: and the skies were gray.
1: <laughs> and it was since it was blowing since it was blowing west it didn't blow it into my pool which is, <laughs> which is always a nice thing yeah
3: because that's what i was worried about <laughs> yeah.
1: my my neighbor has a has a pretty big crepe myrtle planted right on the right on the fence line and when the flowers start to fade yeah. because of the prevailing wind they all End go up in, into they the all go into my pool yeah, yeah. they they all go in the pool so anyway if you want to give us a call today we'd love to talk to you 888-344-1170 is the number um, was looking through some of the stuff that we have at the store right now that look really good and in palway we got in some really nice uh, four inch and one gallon staghorn ferns so if you're interested in getting started with those that's a great way to do it it's a it's not an expensive investment you can mount them up on a Mount them up on a board. We can show you how to do it, or we can sell you the boards, or we can even mount them for you if you would like. Put them in uh, a basket. Yeah, put them in a basket. It. There's, there's all, all there's a, a myriad of ways that you can, that yeah. you can grow them, and Correct. they really are, well, bulletproof. For, for, the, mo- for yeah. the most, for the most the ones that will grow here for the most part are pretty, pretty yeah, bulletproof. I mean, you you have to try to, right,
3: try to kill them. They're um, they're the variety Netherlands, which is a tremendous pupper it creates a big mass very very quickly and it is one of the more durable varieties it's
1: yeah even the four inch ones have multiple pups on them already i mean they're, they're they're grown like crazy and they're they're absolutely beautiful specimens so if you want, I, I think that's an underrated
2: plant for a lot of folks. They have a lot of fear. There's apprehension that this is going to be difficult. Totally agree with you. And again. and mm-hmm. it's not. It's. I mean, I don't, grow them.
3: Don't don't demystify them. I grow
2: them and, and you can't eat them and it big. And I grow them because they're beautiful plants and they require no real maintenance. Yeah, you no, just throw don't. them minimal, up and walk away. Care, so
1: yes. yeah, yeah. You know, it, it a lot of orchids are the same way. People are yeah petrified to grow petri- them. Petrified yeah, exactly. to grow them. And there are some that are. More yeah. more difficult to grow than others, but the most common ones, the you know phalaenopsis, um, cattleyas, Cataly- you know. and cymbidiums, those things grow like crazy. Correct. And they're they're really easy to grow. I I think what hat what tends to happen more often than not is people people baby them to death. Absolutely and true. They, and but if you look at where the majority of orchids grow, I mean they grow in, in incredibly harsh environments. Um, so you just don't, don't be afraid of them. I mean right. they're, they're they're really not that. You know that, they can really be beautiful. I think that's why the. I think
2: the that's, that's what Chuck McClung's big point about orchids when he teaches people how to get them to rebloom. He just speaks to the the different types whether they're a terrestrial or they're in a tree and and mm-hmm. their care and he explains that and it makes it very simple. Yeah. And as long as you tr- give them this recreate the environment they thrive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is true. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ if you want to give us a call. 888-344. 1170 is the number. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more right after this.
3: Happy birthday to you! Thank I know, you. I, 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 know oh, eight, I know it's not till it, eight. I know it's not till eight thirty. Well,
2: eight fifty-four. But I was born in New York, so I think it, I've met that. Basically. Oh, so yeah. it is. Yeah, it's yes, officially. It's time. So you're yeah. even older now. A lot. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're gonna have to help me out to the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. yeah con- congratulations. Happy birthday yeah. to, Happy to, birthday to yeah. you. Appreciate it. Well, thank you much.
1: Uh, one of the other things that we got in, I saw it in receiving yesterday, that we used to sell tons of, and now not so much is uh, the reed orchids the epidendrons oh, very wow. nice looking yeah.
3: epi, epidendron uh, wow colors me, or just oranges I think or, just oranges and reds and, well and that well, magenta oh, oh okay okay you know Blue's Clues' is dog there were some that were that color <laughs> sorry Blue's Clues' dog
1: yeah I thought the dog was blue yeah oh
3: blue was <laughs> the, the dog who was magenta what was I, magenta I don't know I don't, don't know. All right, yeah. never mind. Yeah, it's um,
1: that color. You're on color. your
2: own little world, Baron. <laughs> Usually, but you know, was, that's cool. I was
3: ta- I was talking
1: to David about it yesterday. Remember um, the guy that lived up on Mount Soledad would grow them in Styrofoam cups. Yes, r- yes, r- yes, yes. Ro- Years ago, it, yeah. Rob, you said his name was. Oh, Robert.
3: you know what? I said it was uh, uh, Robert. Roberts is the one that grew the no. the, the, yeah, the yeah, Gloriosa the lilies. The yeah. lilies. And that's what I was answering. I was oh, okay. only are paying the, half attention. Are
2: the reed orchids the are they also called the poor man's orchid? Yes. Is that Yeah, okay. probably. Okay. All right.
3: Yes. Epidendrons. Maybe, but I think dietes is poor man's orchid. The the butterfly iris is also called poor man's okay. orchid. I'm huh. not I didn't know that. I'm not sure. So I, that's uh, the problem.
1: With, with common, common names, names I agree with you. It
3: could it, it could be both?
1: But that's a that's another one that's super, super easy to easy grow. To grow. Yeah. I mean, just I love them; they're give beautiful. Them, give them some some bright light and uh, a good draining a good soil. Good draining soil,
3: yeah. and they'll they'll grow like crazy. Do you remember when we were when Altman's was growing those? Oh yeah, and we used to go up and fill up the truck, and we'd have all these really neat colors and things. And I don't remember that. Epi cats yeah. with a little bit larger yes, flowers, flowers, and yes. they'd be barely. Transplanted into those pots, and they would go out as quickly as we could get them into the nursery. God, That's I true. don't remember that at all.
1: They yeah. now they're hard to find. I mean, yeah. relatively. Yeah, we they're the supply of them is yeah. is not nearly it what it, up, Not yeah. nearly what it used to be. But I can't remember the last time we bought anything from Altman's. Yeah, we I mean, we used to do a lot of business with them. And Correct. Then, then they uh, got sucked into the Home Depot and they outgrew us. They outgrew us. Yeah. So. Uh, if you want to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. Um, another thing that we got in that's pretty cool—I I think they're really neat because um, there's really nothing else like them out there. Is the uh, weeping grevilleas? Yes, they are. They're grafted. Uh, they're. They're. Weeping varieties of grevillea that are grafted onto grevillea robusta trunks, oh, wow. so they're about probably about close to six feet tall in the container. Is it some of them
3: out of the container, they're yeah. over. Yeah, they're overhead. Yeah, um, so they probably have but, a four or five foot trunk on them. Yeah,
1: really, really interesting plant. I mean, sure. it, it, they they really make a statement. It's it it's. If you get one, you're probably going to be the only person in your neighborhood that, that so has one.
2: what is the advantage of having it on that particular rootstock?
1: Oh, the, f- the weeping part of it, I think, is a big part of it.
3: That, and it takes away, the Robusta does not have the same sensitivities to soil and fertilizer that the other Grevilleas have. So it makes it a much easier to grow gravilla. Yeah. You don't have to be as... Less
2: likely to poison it with phosphorus.
3: Yes. Way to go. Yeah. And there's, uh,
1: there's several different varieties too. There's, so those, I think is. there's yeah. eight varieties there. Really we have eight wow. plants,
3: eight varieties. The only thing we haven't done is shared them with the other store. So, they're only in Poway right now. They but are, we could send, we could send yes. a couple down.
2: They're very neat looking. I, I don't know if I would. Put the grafted variety and just because i don't know if i want that much height but they're very pretty they're they're a neat looking plant would, and i like revillias now a lot more than i used to it would
3: make a very nice centerpiece in a small garden because they're not going to get 60 or 80 feet tall like the robusta they're going to get bigger than the 5 to 10 feet of a regular shrub so right. they're going to be in the middle of that and they're a they're a space a statement specimen that you could build a or design a little well what varieties around. are grafted on top? Or uh one of them is curious. Moonlight. Yeah, a couple oh, different wow. types um, of okay, white one. Another nice. one is it wasn't Robin it looks like Robin Gordon, okay. but it is not. And then there's some weeping ones. There's one and I don't know the varietal name, but it is weeping all the way to the ground. So wow. it's grafted up top. It's a ground cover. There's two or Variety three ground sure. cover varieties, okay. so they just okay. droop and they're really
1: neat. Yeah, that would they be are. very cool. Yeah they are they are they are really neat plants um, very very interesting and you know the i remember when the only grevillea that you could get yeah. was greville yeah. noela yeah. that that was the only one yeah, that was a very sticky yeah pokey uh and now they're all they're all over the place yeah
2: well they're uh, very low water and they make a statement and hummingbirds love them
3: yeah. well they're australian natives that do very very well in our climate almost look better and do better as a, than our California Native, natives, than Indeed. some of and, them.
2: Right. And if you're interested in learning how to grow all of those types of proteaceae, next Saturday, a week from today, John Clements. It's yes. going to be doing a class? A class on proteotype plants, which includes macadamia nuts, by the way. Yes, it
3: does. I believe it's the only edible proteaceae? As
2: far as I remember. Or something
3: like that.
1: You know, speaking of prickly plants that you don't see very much anymore, that we used to sell on a pretty regular. I have, I don't even Hake. know if we have any. Is Hakea? Yeah, Hakea. It's
3: true. Same it? same family. Is it? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think Brian's going to try to bring a few into the Poway store for that class. The
3: one I remember most was oh, suaviolans, yeah, and it was just sharp needles. Yeah. 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 Imagine a very very firm solid pine needle that comes to a point like a needle needle. needle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they were they were. Yeah, we they love, were really sharp. We love stocking those back oh, in the day. Day. Um, my friend Ken Ostad needed a screen behind. His mom had a bar in up up downtown, somewhere down there, and to keep people from coming up out of the alley across this bank, he bought a bunch of Hachia suaviolans from us to screen it off, and I think it did the job. Yeah.
1: I would think so. I wouldn't want to try to crawl through that. No. they were
3: nasty. They were
1: they were mean. Yeah. They, they were that was a that was a mean plant um let's see we got some new bare root stuff in well there's bare roots before you stuff, go into that
3: we also did get in a bunch of other proteas for the class oh, next very week. cool beautiful five gallons some budded some just really nice plants of, of different proteas and pin cushions so the, the yeah, selection dendrons
2: we had a yes. king a king protea out there that's starting to to bud out had, my, or, or well it might still be sti- 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 right, sti- right sti- i don't know if it's okay. still there but i saw it a day or two ago i think that's my favorite the king of
3: the proteas yeah and that's they're, pow we're talking about pow- because they're for the class for in poway next week and i'm sure you guys have
2: some as well but i don't know how many
3: yeah don't know why uh,
1: so what
2: other new plants there ken you just talked about bare root weeks um we got corkscrew
1: willow in Oh, wow. Are, 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 the, are those the sleeved ones?
2: No, those are, are bare,
1: they're, root. They're boo, bare root. they right. okay. root. Okay. Corkscrew willow, Lombardi poplar, European white birch, and October uh, glory maple.
2: Right. The corkscrew... Now, I've not grown up. I had a neighbor that had one years ago, and, and it's one of the willows that says it's less dependent on high soil moisture as some of the other uh, willows.
3: And it is big in the florist industry. The yeah. corkscrew branches are used a lot in floral arrangements. Yes, they are. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah.
2: How did I not know that?
3: I don't I, know.
2: I guess I don't doing, buy enough cut flowers. I was going to yeah. say you're not doing enough flower arranging in your spare so. time.
1: Um, you know, Lombardi, Lombardi poplars, that, that, that that's a really pretty tree. And if you want a windbreak or a, yeah. a, yes. a, a screen, it they're great. They are deciduous, though, so they will dump all their foliage in the wintertime and they do have somewhat invasive roots so well, yeah
2: i mean even even the tag says invasive roots on the tag to make sure you're aware of that but they have beautiful yeah. yellow fall foliage when they when they start to uh lose their leaves they're quite pretty
1: well i think they're in the same family as aspen's I think it's so, too. Not rapid rapid yes. growth. They get they grow they, very quickly. Uh, you
2: know, 40 to 100 feet, given adequate moisture and fertilizer.
3: Yeah, they, gr- they, they do grow like crazy. If you head out east on Interstate 8 it's and true. you get off at the yeah. 79 and, and head towards Julian, the back way, mm-hmm. on the right, just after you go under the freeway, there's an old pond there with Lombardi poplars vertically as a screen on one side of it. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I've always remembered it as a kid. It's still there. I want that piece of property. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been out. God, I haven't been out that direction in. I can't
1: remember the last time we we went out that way. Might have been when we went to Campo
3: to go to the big uh, Campo, I, C- Campo I was, Creek.
1: I was
2: looking at the uh, the literature on that October Glory maple, and it, it's a gorgeous tree. And if I had adequate moisture available all the time i think i would have to put one of those in
3: is it a big leafed one
2: it, it is it's okay a,
3: and the color the fall color yeah. is yeah, just stunning I can imagine
2: and it's, it's actually listed as one that's best suited for our you know our mild winter and, right. and hotter summer climates than some of the other maples i should okay. put one in
3: a box and send it to north carolina to audrey and Jacqueline. there you go yeah that's one of the
1: problems with the one of the problems with
3: maples out here especially
1: japanese maples is they yeah. in the springtime they look Gorgeous. absolutely spectacular yeah. as soon as they leaf out but they by burn, the time the yeah. by the time the summer starts hitting the foliage starts burning a little bit um, yeah yeah the they're salt bed, buildup.
2: best suited as an understory tree yeah
1: but uh, if they if they're not too big though you can always go out and pull all the burnt
3: foliage off true and people, feed them and people
1: will, do do that yeah come back yeah i'm i'm not gonna do that no
3: but. They come out beautifully, and then you spend the rest of the season trying to keep yeah, them come, that way.
1: Trying exactly. to keep them that way. Rainwater, yeah. Store some rainwater. Oh, that's true. That, yeah. And should have. Yeah. If you have a storage system, it should be full about now. Exactly.
3: Huh.
2: I, I had a a dwarf. I forgot what variety it is, and it was at the old house in in a large container, and it looked great all year because I used rainwater.
1: Rainwater. Yeah, Rain, rainwater is excellent. What was the plant excellent. I missed that? Japanese oh, Japanese maple. maple. Okay.
2: yeah, I forgot what variety it is, though.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of different varieties. There's a ton of different yeah. cultivars of it's Japanese true. maples.
3: I was thinking about water storage, and if it's not full right now, you're doing something wrong. And then I was thinking of the state of California. great state of California. That's why I missed what it was what you were talking about. You,
1: you, well, you know, I was, you're on
2: your own sidebar. I was.
1: I was listening to the news on the way in this morning, and they said that the California Department of Water is upping their deliveries now because of the, because of the rain. They've got to get it out before the snow melt. Well, they're going to deliver 30% of what they had anticipated Aww. instead of five. But mm. where's the other 70% coming from?
3: I'd like some more, please. <laughs> May I have some more pudding, please?
1: So, anyway, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how how long we stay out of the drought this time around. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to be back with more right after this. With more garden talk here on kcbq and kprz i'm Kane anderson along with david ross mark mahady and george Alman, if you want to give us a call 888-344-1170 is the number um it yeah, we still have we still have some forsythias that haven't started blooming yet as soon as they start we will not have forsythias exactly. in stock they, uh, as soon as
3: they show color they're yeah, gone they yeah. are
1: they are gone and because we have to get them out of oregon uh, we don't get them yeah, we can't the get them The season ends quickly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but that is a spectacular plant when it's in bloom. It is a really, really neat plant. Um,
2: that was my indication that winter was ending when I was growing up. Because oh, the they're all over the place. and just start popping out.
1: Um, one of the other plants that we got in that, that's a really neat, if you're looking for a looking for a tree um the magnolia selangianas and i can't remember which one we have in stock right now but it's the oh black tulip is that the one that yeah Yeah. that is a super dark flower yeah really they they bloom before the foliage comes out it's a it's a deciduous magnolia and um it's a really really pretty tree when they when they get
3: going and it's a more narrow upright tree so it fits well in a lot of smaller yards yeah. yeah
1: although you know the the biggest one i've ever seen and it was huge as at the Winchester house in San Jose. I mean, it's probably been 20 years since I was up there, but that thing had to have a trunk on it that was two feet in diameter. I mean, it, it was massive. Massive tree.
3: I don't remember any ginormous ones of those, but the biggest one that I came across was at the property outside the office at Monrovia. Monrovia, yeah. In Azusa. Oh. It was outside their little the old house yes, yes. that that was housing it, uh, that was housing their offices. Excuse me.
1: God, it's been so long
3: since I've since I've been there. That's
1: another place that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I think they sold. I think they ended up selling off the last of the property up there.
2: So. Didn't you say once, Ken, that if you're in the nursery business, you're a real, you're actually in a real estate business or something bi- like that. Yeah.
1: You are in the land business. Right. Yeah. That's that's
3: exactly exactly correct they had nice sulangiana trees up at loyola marymount up in la which surprised me because of the ocean being so close i figured it would burn them the salt would burn them but they put them on the east side of the dorms and they seem to do really well
1: hmm. yeah it's a it's a neat it's a, neat, it's a beautiful tree when it's beautiful, beautiful tree and yeah. it grows fairly quickly uh need gonna need a fair amount of water um, and it is deciduous. But, deciduous. And, it's yeah. not like the other yeah. magnolias. Yeah, they are gonna. They are gonna lose their foliage in the in the winter time. We also have some of the mild climate lilacs in stock, uh, which is something that a lot of uh, people from up north and back east. transplants back east. from back yeah. east uh, really like. It. I don't know. It, yeah. Go ahead. They're they're okay. I mean, uh,
2: I, the fragrance is. Incredible! I love they, they, when they, they are in bloom. Yeah, they
1: they do they do have a really nice fragrance to them, um, but I, I I just I go, go ahead. Say I, it. I, I, I don't, don't get say ex- it. I don't get excited about them. I, it's clearly it's it's a it's a it's a it's a neat plant, but it just
3: I just remember them outside my grandmother's house oh yeah new york and yeah
2: yeah and the apple orchard i grew up working on had a massive one right and you you walk past that and actually didn't have to be past it just anywhere near if the wind was coming towards you from there it was spectacular And you wanted to go what is that scent and you go find it and stand next to it
1: yeah we uh we have family that lives up in the up in placerville and they have huge ones up there in in the foothills of the sierra i mean they're, they're just massive plants and in the springtime they're just loaded yeah. with flowers and maybe that's part maybe that's part of the reason because they you don't mean like flowers if, no if, oh. if, if that if if that's what you're expecting or if that's what you remember
2: you're a little disappointed th- you're going
1: to be a little disappointed with these because they, they, it's there's nothing wrong with the plants but they just do not get as big
3: yeah or, and that, as specta- that is very as true.
1: spectacular yeah. as as they do in the east coast or, or, east coast or, or exactly. up in the northern or in the pacific northwest and they need
2: a little a little winter chill yeah. To do mm-hmm. But the best. ones,
3: the ones we have down here don't require much water. Right. Chip. Correct. And they do fairly well here. They just don't do as you want them to.
1: Yeah, that's what I said. They're, they're not going to them They're not going to yeah.
3: be like the East Coast. Right. The so. lilacs are in bloom again. I know it's supposed to be lilies, but <laughs> Catherine Hepburn. Um,
2: just like her too. I, was, I looked was around to see scary. if she was in the room. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You know, I was when I was out wandering around through the store this week. I was looking at the roses. I cannot believe how much growth is on the roses already. I mean, we're not even out of January yet, and some of the roses you probably are going to want to leave them in the container for a, a yes, few yeah, more a weeks before you, few months, yeah, before you before yeah, you plant them. I've been
2: advising folks that have, have bought those that those that are that you did earlier just before Christmas. They're they're ready to bloom here soon. Yeah, yes. let, let them stay in the pot for a while. Till yeah.
3: they till they get done blooming, it does surprise me because it's been relatively overcast and rainy this year. It's
1: been
2: cold, and we've
3: still gotten the same amount of growth out of them as we do when it's warm and dry. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Tis a puzzlement. Tis
3: <laughs> definitely tis, and I'm guessing those first that first month of storms were, was warm weather, and even though it was somewhat overcast, it was still warm, so it kept them growing. And of course, it's the Soil. The Bang 420 potting soil we're using is, I'm sure, helping in the nutrients that are in there. Yeah, that doesn't hurt. Um,
1: so anyway, we still have a very good selection of roses, even though we've sold a, a lot, a lot, a couple thousand somewhere around there. Um, we still have a good selection, but uh, just leave them in the containers um,
3: once, for a while. Once the foliage is the the stems, I would say are three to four inches, then leave them in the pot that they're in until they bloom once yeah right yeah that that's the sa- rule that, of thumb that, yeah. that that's the safest way to do it and you can keep it in the container for
1: forever yeah exactly you're, just uh, you just need to make water, sure you're water exactly yeah that's the, that's that, the that, that can be the we, key exactly. that can be the key
3: for a lot of things really yes hmm. well, i didn't know that <laughs> speaking of puzzlements um uh, we also <laughs> have a there's well, just so many things I've croaked by not watering them. Well, I've I was croaked. just thinking yeah. of
2: the citrus you you were telling us on the break that you, you picked up for your dad and had been sitting in the office for two or three days. I, and yesterday I said, are you taking these home? And you said, they need water <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they've been sitting inside. And what did I do when I got home
3: last night? Watered. I watered, watered them.
1: them. Yes. I was very proud of me. Once. Yeah. I was surprised that they weren't wilting. They, they, well, they, were, pretty, they were pretty dry.
3: Yes, but there's not, they didn't have... There was
1: not they a
2: lot of stressed, pressure on they them. They weren't stressed from the sun because they'd been under fluorescent lights for four or five days it's or a It's not that many. <laughs> um,
3: what was it? Was It It was Tuesday or Wednesday okay. that I put them in the office.
2: So they weren't stressed. That That's why they weren't wilted yet.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're gorgeous, though, and, and so much of the citrus right now is just starting to put out all of its new growth. And these had the older leaves last week was it last week we were talking about transient, mobile, yes. right, mobile. mobile nutrients? Right. right, and you could see in these leaves where the magnesium was gone and the nitrogen was going, which means they needed food, but they're just pushing out all their new growth, as are a lot of the citrus trees at home. And now is their time, and so it's an extra reason to fertilize, fertilize them tomorrow yes. when the rain is coming.
2: I agree. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I did. I'm, I'm afraid I lost it all with the floods we had <laughs> during that last rain.
3: So you need to do it again. So even if you did feed right before the floods, feed again.
2: I'll wait another couple of weeks. Uh,
3: especially if you're using a natural or an organic or a grow power, that's not going to burn. It wouldn't hurt to give them a little extra in this rain. If uh, regardless, if you're using a stronger chemical fertilizer, yeah. then you might want to be a little more cautious.
2: Without regard to, without regard to, got it. Yeah,
3: regardless. Um,
1: also, still a good time to pick up fruit trees, bare root fruit trees. We still have a pretty good selection of them right now. There's a few things that are that we're running out of, um, but they're for the most part, there's still a there's still a lot to choose from out there, and especially the sleeve the sleeve bare root. We have a which is going to be your cane berries, grapes, Fruits. olives, pomegranates, figs, figs. figs.
3: Uh, And actually, we have a few persimmons in there this year, too. In the the potted. Yeah. We did, yeah. Which is... That is unusual. So, just a little aside, I happen to have a potted bare root persimmon at home. And if I had taken home a bare root persimmon two months ago when they came in, three months ago, and left it sitting in the bag in the backyard, it would be dead. But this is potted and rooted, so it's
2: alive and well. It's still alive? Yes.
3: Bonus.
1: Exactly. Excellent. Um, What else we got
2: going on? Well, what what variety persimmon did you get? I got
3: the Giant Fuyu. Okay. Now, I remember many years ago not buying a Giant Fuyu because Tom Spellman told me that he didn't think the flavors were as good on a Giant Fuyu as they are on the regular Fuyu. And so I've never gotten one, and I've discouraged other people. Um, But my friend Ken has a Giant Fuyu, and it's delicious. So why not have a Giant Fuyu? they're huge as too. well yes the, the fruit on those is what six inches across well, something like that they're close close to that and yeah. his coyotes love them <laughs> um so i should have some, one too i need to plant but the coyotes stuff. love them you you probably would yes i and the the fence trick that george taught me
2: seems to work it works it works it, it really well work, yeah. and it made and no sense we'll be sense doing to that me. we'll be doing that more this year on on a number of different trees
3: and for those of you who don't recall, the coyotes love persimmons. And and figs. And figs. And George put a, a fence right around the tree that they won't jump over and into. And it shies them away from the, the persimmon tree. And I always thought, well, they can jump right over that. But they're not trying to.
2: It's too close to the trunk. And, and, and they're so hesitant to it do so. so it keeps yeah. them away. Just a temporary... Circular fence, you know. Works, yeah, the temporary
3: well. part, it's still up around my persimmons, but <laughs> um, takedown is a different story. But it works It works really well, and I would have never considered it because it makes no
2: sense. Well, a lot of things I do <laughs> fall into that category. <laughs> but so. it works,
3: so.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting with persimmons. I remember 25, 30 years ago, the only persimmons we got was – Haichia, Haichia, and Fuyu. That that was it. And now there's all kinds of them. Yeah, there, there's
2: about five, five yeah, or six five that or we six. carry, right? Yeah. yeah,
1: and some of them sell out. Very persimmons always seem to sell out. One of that's one of the first things to sell out during the bare root season is persimmons. They they go like they fly out of the store.
2: And I and I agree with you. But this year it wasn't quite. Uh, we lost. I think we finished up with um, pears more quickly than persimmons this year. But really? The pears sold out quickly.
1: Huh. Interesting. Yeah. It's um
2: But the last few years persimmons were the number one thing. They were gone.
3: Yeah, they you were know, number one for
1: years and years, yeah. You know, it's funny, you, after after being in business for 95 years, you'd think we would have hit the law of diminishing returns on roses and fruit trees, but we still sell thousands of them every season. It just it,
3: it Well, just I have a theory me. about that. What's that? Well, Would you like to hear my theory right now? That's what he asked. Actually, we need to take a break.
1: Oh, uh, you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahaney, and George Allman, and you're going to hear Dave's theory when we come back, right after this.
0: With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ,
1: I'm Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahadey and George Allman. And David is going to regale us
3: with his <coughs> My theory, theory
1: on why we still sell so, as many roses as we do.
3: And fruit trees. And, and fruit, fruit trees. And fruit trees. Yeah. Well, during COVID, there's, it's two, two prongs. But okay. during COVID, we have a, reached out to and attracted a whole new group of, of gardeners. So people that were not even thinking about such a thing uh, three years ago are now participating in the gardening experiment. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, we had fruit and vegetable shortages from uh, contaminated fields and things. You couldn't get tomatoes for a month. You couldn't get lettuce for a month. And so that brought us a new crop of people. And prior to that, people got out of the growing their own fruit and edible and flower business when i was growing up that's what everybody did they planted fruit trees so that you could have your own stuff but we got away from that and now i think we're coming back to it so we have a whole new crop of people multi-pronged groups that are getting back into and want to grow their own food and so that is why
1: well i think that's part i think that's a i think that's a big part of it um especially during the pandemic and now that with the investment that those people made they want to keep their investment going so they're much more active in, in
2: plus there their, are a lot i mean there are so many more resources available on you know youtube channels and, right. and local gardeners that have websites you know you have shows like nan sterman's growing passion and others where people are really into oh i can do that or i should be able to do that and they watch these channels on how to prune and fertilize and they get very excited about it and they come in because a great many of the folks that come in are well prepped prior to buy I was I was watching Tom Spellman the other day on TV and or on YouTube and I want to buy it I want to do this to my tree like he suggested. So there's so much there are so many resources. People are really into it and come well informed now.
1: Well you know it's interesting there every once in a while I see it pop up on on Instagram or Facebook the the apps that they have for your phone now where you take a if you've got something going on with your plant, you take a picture of it and then it gives you a diagnosis for it. And I'm sitting there watching it and it they Take a picture of this plant not doing well, and the did diagnosis: it, add sugar. Like, well, what, did, what does that have to do? Yeah. And then there's another where somebody takes a picture of another plant that's add turmeric. It's like, who, who's making this stuff up? Exactly. And then there's one that it's- very very wealthy people. Uh, <laughs> you know, the plant obviously has salt burn. It's it's you know it has canker. It's like. No, I, I, yeah, well, I don't I, understand. And that. then
3: and then they show the after picture, and the plant's beautiful. That's all it needed. The, the, it just yeah. needed a little bit of sugar
2: and turmeric. And it's in a different pot in a different room, yes. but nonetheless. Well, when you one. say add sugar to a plant, I can think it just it's kale for Ken. Somebody add sugar, so I'll eat it. Otherwise, I'm not going to eat the kale. <laughs>
1: no, I I actually do like kale. I <laughs> know. Maybe it was beets.
2: I was thinking it's yeah. beet. Yeah. It's, it's probably beets. beets. Yeah.
1: Um, but you know, it, I haven't heard too much about it lately because they, maybe they've retired but um John and Bob's oh, soil yeah. conditioner yes and they had on their website the before and after pictures and they had just completely re-landscaped the yard i mean the the stuff that was in the after picture was not the same things that was in the picture in the before picture but they looked better
3: <laughs> never <laughs> let the facts get in the way of a good story Yeah. so but boy that stuff was that stuff was insanely
1: expensive, and I think it's basically the same thing as the Grow Power soil Very, Very, very similar. similar, yeah. Very similar, yeah. Humic, humic acid uh, is a good, major good benefit. Product, yeah. Major benefit for your soil.
2: Right. That's Absolutely. the key. Now, Ken, if I can go back, you'd mentioned there's a camellia show coming up, right? Yes. Mars our camellias are starting. to look great. They're just in, those in our at the nursery in Poway are, are in bloom and they look great. And I was Capri and I have been talking about going to.
3: Descanso uh, Gardens.
2: Well, either that or or uh, Huntington. Huntington, and and I yeah. assume this is a great. T- I've not been up there for any camellia stuff, so I think it, this I think
1: this is be, a I great think. time to go yeah. up for, um, go up for it. and and Descanso Gardens is the one that's really yeah, we need to get up there. Really for that. known for their for their camellia collection. I mean, they they, they have just an unbelievable amount of camellias, um, and a lot of and a lot of that came about um, during World War II, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, with the, with the internment. Um, they they bought a bunch of they they bought out inventories of uh, some of the wholesalers up in right up in LA and uh, planted them in the gardens. So
3: well, to your point about the blooming, there are so many varieties of camellias out there. If you have a big collection, there will be camellias in bloom almost year round it, it, it's true oh well, I've been there we've
2: been there in the summer uh, and or late spring and early summer and you know, there are a couple are they here and there you waning? know, yeah they were exactly they were waning and so I want to kind of catch it well we both want to catch it when they're in full. because
3: they were waning you're waning. I was whining because you' and don't waxing have them. yeah I, I w- it would yes. be a good time to go yeah. up there now because the the japonicas are really starting to get into bloom. Uh, I still have right that now. one
2: that I think you've seen. I, I started one from Seed. I think we're in its fifth or sixth year and I still haven't received any blooms on it, so hopefully next year.
1: You know what camellia you don't see very much anymore is um reticulatas. No. It's they've always been always been on the scarce side, but man, when they're in bloom they're they're something else. The that one red one, what is it? Uh, crimson robe? Is, I don't. It, it, what, what's a,
2: special about them? I'm not familiar with it. It's uh Aren't
1: they the real big ones? They're they're big. Okay. They're big. They they have larger, typically larger foliage and larger flowers on them. Okay. Um, but there's one one called um, Crimson Robe that's just absolutely stunning camellia. Um, what else was it gonna? Oh, a, it, we were talking about proteas earlier in the show. The former, this is going back a long ways. Um, the former superintendent of Descanso Gardens. Was a gentleman by the name of Howard Asper, and after he left Descanso Gardens, he moved down to Escondido, and started a nursery that's just south of Deer Springs Road on the east side, frontage road. And he grew proteas. He grew camellias and proteas. Um, We used to get kind of an odd. We used to get stuff from him along. When I was a kid, I remember going up there with my dad and picking stuff up. yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if the, I don't know if the family still has the property there or not. But they had a, well, that that, had that a became another
2: nursery that sold a lot of uh, rare fruit over the years, and then that's gone. And now I think it's one of those big conglomerate nurseries.
1: Well, there's Moon Valley, Which, right, which, which bought both bought, sides. Yeah, they bought yeah. Tro- they bought Tropic World, uh, which was the one that was on the east side, and and I can't remember what the one that was on uh, the, they, the west side. Uh, they bought was. the other one yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. But I can't remember what the name of the other one was. Uh, the name escapes me now i agree um but howard aspers was before you got to uh tropic world got it it's tucked it's tucked away in a in a little canyon back there um i'll have to go go up there one of these days and see if it's see if it's see if it's still there uh just a reminder if um you're looking for a garden class today. We have at nine o'clock in San Diego spring bulbs with Kathleen, and at nine thirty it's going to be how to how orchids rebloom and book signing with Chuck McClung. Um, both should be very good classes. And next weekend uh, in San Diego at nine o'clock it's going to be rose care with Ben or Beth Van Boxtel of the San Diego Rose Society. And in Poway, it's going to be Proteus with uh, John Clements from the San Diego Botanical Garden. So uh, you're listening to, you've are listening. you been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Alman We'll be back next week with another hour. Have a great weekend, everybody.